0: This is for the free thinkers. The curious beings that swim upstream. Who see possibilities, not problems. That learn from the past, live by the present and create the future. This is the Isle of Ugly audio show. Welcome to the Isle of Ugly audio show. My name is Valentin Nozich, Creative director and founder of Isle of Ugly. On this episode we sit down with friend of the brand, Kiwi international DJ Quix. We discuss why failing university was the best thing that ever happened to him and proving to his dad that passion can actually pay the bills. The role faith played in his life and figuring out how to find and pursue your passion. Please note the first eight minutes of this podcast contains poor audio due to technical difficulties during production. It's not our usual standards. However, after the eight minute mark, the audio quality improves drastically. Enjoy the episode. Cool, Jono, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. So you're a 20, 24, yeah. is it, I believe? 23, 24. 24-year-old man. you achieved a lot in a short <laughs> amount of time. Uh, considering you took a bit of an unconventional path to what most 24-year-olds would, would take, obviously, you know, uni and whatnot. Uh, why do you think you made it and achieved so quickly?
1: It's, oh, how I. it all kind of feels like a blur. In a way, everything like I mean, I, I go back four years ago and um, I was still like mowing lawns and trying to be in the club scene and and establishing my artist project. Um, it doesn't feel like it's happened really quickly. Mm-hmm. I think in the last couple of years, obviously, lots of like things have like ramped up quickly. But I've been producing music for like ten years almost. Wow! So. And like being a musician and working in the music life industry has always kind of been there and been present. So it's all it's always kind of been just this consistency of like listening to music, playing music, writing music, and then you know, and kind of like shaping that path to so that I can uh, you know when when the when the DJ life comes up, you know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna jump into the DJ world, and then. Uh, producing that music so that when I jump into uh, you know the club scene, like I could bring that music with me. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, the I think the biggest thing for me was getting management. Mm-hmm. And the first instance of like having someone taking care of me mm-hmm. and actually like looking after me and looking out for me was mm-hmm. like really and, it, sick.
0: And, and was that was was that like a bit of a turning point because you could really hone in
1: on your craft and not need to
0: yeah. worry so much about all the other. I
1: had someone like watching my back and uh, not just watching my back, but like you know, thinking about the next step and mm-hmm. thinking about like, okay, so you have all this cool music. How are we actually going to release it, and how mm-hmm. can we release it efficiently so that mm-hmm. not just like a hundred people see it, that you know, ten thousand people see mm-hmm. it, hundred you know. percent. And how did uh, how did you find this person? So. Cool story because I had been, you know, I was, I was at the stage where my music was actually getting pretty good, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, it's actually, you know, actually sounds yeah. decent. So, I had, so I had a lot of, I, I, I had a long time of like just hating my music because it was, uh, it, it just didn't sound like yeah. what other people's music sounded like, yeah. and I always was like, I don't want my music to be played out because it's not, say, compressed in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's not mix and mastered or EQ'd mm-hmm. or like pushed in the same way like other people's music is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I kind of found that my music was like really good and I was like, okay, like this is a stand- like industry standard, mm-hmm. then I started obviously like um, collaborating out and uh, putting music out. And some, uh, some random guy in the U.S., uh, who was an artist, uh, who, not a random guy, he was this mm-hmm. artist. Um, but he he showed my music to a few people around there. Mm-hmm. And then I got hit up by uh, an artist that I did look up to. His name was Party Thieves. He goes by Thieves now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he um, he reached out to me, and I just put out like a three track EP. Well. And he said, um, take one of the songs off. I want to like re-release it with you like Mm -hmm. I want to collaborate on it and I was like oh but I just you know I got I got 500 plays on all the songs now like oh yeah like I don't want to ruin it but I was like long term I think it's gonna be better if Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. take that off um, re-release it and uh, see what he can do with it yeah and how how old were you at the stage sorry I think I was like 17 17 okay so this is
0: 7 just coming Six, years ago. i think
1: i just left school actually wow and i yep. was like in the uni in my uni days yeah which i'll get to in a sec because that was <laughs> yeah it's a crack up yeah um but yeah we uh i re-released it with this guy and his manager was like oh quicks is like pretty cool it could be like a fun little project to pick up and see if it goes anywhere mm-hmm. so i had the u their managers from the us picked me up and all of a sudden i had now access to all their you know contacts and well and their networking <clears throat> so the song got re-released on a major not a major not a major label sorry and not even just a regular label it was like a, a soundcloud uh, online collective called i can't remember the name sorry mm. but but it had like half a million followers on soundcloud well and i was like well, of course, I'm going to release it on there. And then the song actually blew up a bit and it got actually played out by <laughs> guys like RL, uh, What's Or Not. Um, the song was called House Party. yeah. And I mean, like looking back, it was a s- silly song. Like mm. it didn't really like have a lot. It was just like a beat. Yeah. It didn't have words or vocals. It was just a cool sounding beat. Yeah. that, And that was kind of like the introduction of like electronic music mm. into like into what it is now Mm. kind of like following the beat stage Mm -hmm. into the song stage into the yeah into what edm now Mm. is interesting
0: but there must have been Mm. even in those early stages although you know looking back in hindsight now you're like it's not that good there must (laughs) have been some magical ingredients what these guys picked up on pretty early on like they've obviously got an air for
1: it i think like obviously i just wanted to be different i wanted to like I guess I wasn't always like, I wasn't going out and collaborating a hell of a lot so that, you know, I wasn't, my sound wasn't being like influenced by other people Mm -hmm. to an extent, but I do believe that my sound was, is an influence of about 20 artists, all combined into one and what I perceive as like good music. So like when, when, when people say, oh, it's like the quick sound, it's like, yes, but it's also like influence from like thirty other artists, mm, kind sure. of like vibes that
0: I love. Yeah, you know? which is probably like most music, most art, yeah. most clothing, most yeah, any
1: any creative It's, c- it's <laughs> Like collaborating is you know, kind of like marriage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know you can you can do so much, but as soon as you like actually put two projects together and collaborate, it's like you. Actually, are able to achieve so much more and stretch so much further. I agree. Like when we've
0: done collaborations in the past with big notable companies as well. Like the just the energy that comes in the result of 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 the two coming together is just so much more than if you're just doing it yourself. Yeah, you probably wouldn't be able to get there. But you must like when you when you first started. Did you have what you? Did you have the dream to, to, to crack it big? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you, like, think, do you think that's vital, or do you think some people like you know they just
1: they just stumble on it by accident, or do you think you need to be hungry for for yeah. success? I in think it? there's like a few different ways to go about it. Like for me, I would always be on YouTube looking at you know Skrillex playing Ultra, yeah, or you know um, you know my you know like the the biggest DJs in the world, Steve Aoki. You know, just Mm -hmm. like playing Tomorrowland, like with Mm -hmm. you know, you know, hundred thousand people in front of them, and there's fire, and there's and there's uh, CO2 and uh, fireworks going. And I always, I would look at those videos on YouTube and just be like, wishing that, you know. And obviously, like, man, that would be so dope. Like, not even realizing that it was, it could be a reality, but just dreaming about it. Yeah. And then even like when I started getting into like DJing, I was. Bringing my, I had the small controller called a DJ WeGo, mm-hmm. and it was about a shoebox size yep. controller, DJ controller. Hooked it up to my computer, had all my music on my computer, and I would DJ in my bedroom mm-hmm. and pretend like I was playing for like 50,000 mm-hmm. people. And, Interesting, and, and it was like. You know, obviously, I would. You know, I'd pr- you know practice intros and I would practice yeah. transitions and being like, "Yeah, this is how I'd imagine it going." And then now to like be have gone in America, and like 2018, I played some of the most amazing festivals, like yeah. Coachella. How many people? In front of how many people? Um, averagely, it it got up to around like eight or ten thousand, which wow. is which is still incredible. Yeah, of course. But not even it's like also having an opportunity to play these festivals like Shambhala, Coachella, Electric Forest, um, a bunch more, Mm. you know, like Mm. two years ago I played EDC uh, Vegas, which is like probably the biggest uh, EDM electronic music festival in the whole world. And it was uh, like 2017, me, uh, which was two years ago, 22 years old, like someone, my my agent calling me out and saying, Good news, we got EDC Las Vegas 2017 and I'm just like flipping out. Like, like amazing. can't can't believe it, just shaking, just loving it. But just
0: kind of like rewinding a few steps, you said you're in your bedroom, you could already see yourself playing in front of 100,000 people anyway. Yeah. Like that is like, you know, so when you did eventually start playing in front of these insane amounts of people, it it must have felt almost comfortable and right, because you'd already seen this in your head, right? A little bit,
1: like, you know, it was, you know, it it wasn't zero to a hundred. It was zero, one, two, three, four, five, all the way to a hundred. And I gradually got there from playing in front of, you know, an empty club to, you know, like a sim, you know, like a hundred person rammed pat club to then, you know, playing a, a, a club you know 500 kids and it's like there was 30 people there wow. then to playing to a 500 capacity like rammed sold out show there yeah. and then gradually going up and supporting other artists on their tours and mm-hmm. so they would play to a room of a thousand people and so then i would support their show and open to those thousand people wow. so therefore like it, it gradually went up and so it wasn't like a shock of of like oh man I gotta play in front of like 10,000 kids yep. even though that's fun and I and I do still get a little nervous in front of that because you know yeah. I'm not an amazing public speaker mm-hmm. but I can count to four yeah. and say let's go yeah, yeah. <laughs> and put your hands up yeah but uh, I jumping to like um, you know playing Coachella or playing EDC or like it's, it's kind of those moments where I'm like, this was my dream and mm. now it's come true. Mm. And I'm so damn blessed to yeah, be in this amazing. position. And yeah. it's,
0: it's incredible. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. And it's also taking a time to actually realize that you're here, you're experiencing it. And exactly. just really absorb it. Because you know, it does actually happen quick. It, 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 it happens, you know, getting to the destinations quick and then it can be over quickly as well, right? True like yeah not not in all cases but you know in some cases in some cases sure but yeah it's yeah because i i'm really fascinated with that whole visualization thing and goal setting and i definitely think for you know any every successful person i meet and interview on the podcast it's like it is almost a foundation of what they do they almost knew what exactly what they wanted they started visualizing it they wrote it down and then all of a sudden they're awakened to all opportunities around them to kind of make that happen so you've got you know, your manager or you had that opportunity where you released a free track EP and you're like, okay, I'll cut the songs and I'll work with this guy because I know that's going to probably give me
1: far more reach. Yeah, investing and, and seeing return on something. And you're not always going to see return because yeah. that's not always how the world works, yeah. but you got to take risks. Yeah. And I mean, like when I take when I took risks in my music project, I knew that like half of them, would wouldn't pay off Mm -hmm. and it would have just it wouldn't have like cost me money but it would have cost me time and effort yeah and possibly embarrassment or failure or well yeah maybe yeah like i just knew that like you know like over the years, I've I've learned to realize that my time is very valuable. Yeah, um, and and if I spend, you know, like if someone, you know, asked me to do a remix for their song, mm-hmm. I got to weigh it up. I'm like, well, you know, there's a there's an opportunity to earn money from this, although there's also an opportunity to gain like some, you know, the promotion from this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I did mm-hmm. a, um, mm-hmm. I did a remix for. Gashi French Montana and DJ Snake called creep on me and I got It called up to do the remix three days before it was due Wow, and so I started it and it was mixed and mastered and we handed it in Half a day before it was yeah put in now. I mean I you know that's obviously a huge remix because it's the names on them yeah 100%. uh the names on the on the remix are insane <laughs> yeah so i knew it was like a big deal mm-hmm. even if i was like they said oh we only have a 50 dollars budget for yeah. that you know <laughs> and yeah. i was like i'll do it for 50 bucks i yeah. don't care yeah you know, i'll i'll spend all that money to just get it mastered or or uh so it's 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 weighing up my time and you know if someone come if you know if there's a if there's a smaller DJ that asks for a remix it's obviously going to be a different different scenario mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah knowing that my time was a lot valuable and so therefore like knowing that uh, you know if I was to uh, succeed and invest in what I wanted to do mm-hmm. there was going to be times where I felt like my time was wasted yeah yeah. Way. Definitely, it's pretty
0: impressive to have that epiphany at 24 years old. A lot of people are 40, 50,
1: 60. But and, um, yeah, like it. I would say, uh, and this might lead on to like an, another question, but it's like the like my growing up and 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 my kind of life was like started from you know like I uh, I mum pulled me out of school when I was uh, primary school when I was like eight. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because I. Didn't work like other kids worked. Yeah. It was weird. I, you know, all the other kids were in their writing, nice and quiet, and I was just, ah, <laughs> just like tapping everything, just like, just like couldn't sit still. Yeah, and, um, sounds like my son. Yeah, and. And I just couldn't work properly. So, yeah. like, mum took me out and all my teachers were like, thank you, like, <laughs> took me out of school. And I just, uh, mum homeschooled me for six years. Wow. And after that six years, it was, uh, I'd say, like, half of the six years, I um, I started learning uh, guitar and drums and bass guitar. And I was yep. playing in the church band and I uh, was, you know, other. Other friends that I made uh, during homeschool, I was in bands with because mm-hmm. they they were musicians. So then we all like were trying to like rock out mm-hmm. and play stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then at like thirteen, fourteen, uh, I made the decision to like go back to school because I, I kind of freaked out. I was like, I'm not like learning anything, and if I want to go to uni and get a good qualification, I'm gonna need to flip and study like mm-hmm. it, like. You know I need to know stuff mm-hmm. so is that what you wanted did you want to get a <coughs> qualification so I wanted to just because uh, my dad is a big influence in my life mm-hmm. and he had done Massey University and absolutely killed it and he's had amazing jobs his whole life and has been so very successful in that and mm-hmm. I was like well like if I need if I need to raise a family and I also had my girlfriend that's now my wife mm-hmm. uh, you know if I wanted to have a family and be successful I need to do uni mm-hmm. because that's the in my head that was the only way that mm-hmm. I could actually go down the path and be successful so I went back to school found a bunch of cool friends and one of those guys in, the, in my class we were both into music and he found Fruity Loops mm-hmm. and he's like, check this out. Like, that's cool that like, you can produce music, but like, you know, you know, you don't have to like record it in. You can mm-hmm. play it in on the piano or you could put drum samples mm-hmm. in. And then we found out about dubstep and we're trying to, wah, 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 trying <laughs> to make, make all like, you know, the dubstep happen. And, and then I found, yeah. I, out of that, I found tr- like trap music. Yep. And that changed my life. And I was like, wow. trap is like so much better. It's so much more tasteful. It's like it's like hip hop, but it's like dope and yeah. it's and it's not like in your face, but it's groovy. It's yeah. got rhythm and like that's yeah. essentially I I chose trap over like making electro or dubstep because it was way easier. All mm-hmm. you need is like a kick, eight oh eight snare, wonky synth and hi hats. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, well, you got like a dope dope sound already. Yeah, yeah. And like that For it's sure. so minimal and easy that you mm. didn't need a lot of uh, you didn't need a lot of elements to like create something good mm. so that's why that happened anyway yeah. back to um back to my schooling yeah. it's hilarious because uh i spent year 10 to year 13 um doing all uh, all my schooling and actually starting from someone you know like when <laughs> i got to my class everyone was way ahead mm-hmm. and i was like like looking at the stars going like <laughs> I don't know if I can do this and by the end of year thirteen I got a UE and I was like a m like I don't know if what is it called merits and like like yeah. it goes achieve yeah, merits Oh really? Yeah. 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 So the middle. So it's like it was like a sixty percent I think it's like a B B average or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't just achieving, I was also like actually yeah. doing really well. So yeah, I like pushed myself and dad was like, you know, I wanted to impress my dad and uh, got into uni mm-hmm. and I went into business and on my first day I was like, all right, gonna do business school And about a month. then I was like, I knew that this wasn't for me mm, and, mm. and it sucked because I also had paid for that semester and yeah. I also wanted to try, I really wanted to try it, you know, yeah. and if I got to the end of the year and I was and, that, and I'd failed like I'd failed. And that was, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend any more money. And this mm-hmm. is exactly what happened. And time. And time. Also, I was producing about 90% of the time that well, I was there. <laughs> I yeah. was just like, every break that I had, every opportunity I had to study, it was laptop out, yeah. grab a pie, yeah.
0: and make a beat. So just, just, just holding on that. So you yeah. basically went down this path to impress your dad, but you kind of knew man i'm spending ninety percent of my time making music, and I love it Did, yeah. was there a, was there a light bulb moment where you're like, man, I need to do what's right for me and definitely because I don't know what your relationship's like now, but you know I take it your dad's you know super proud and oh yeah, yeah, regardless of you not taking that it was an, it's
1: an, it's a, it was an awesome transition to, yeah. like seeing him because he I mean, to seeing him like understand what I do because He's very logical yeah. and 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 it, you know he knows the book backwards. Yeah. So to be able to show dad that this is doable, uh I mean I just had to like show him like oh this is what like I just got paid and then he was like oh <laughs> you know like okay <laughs> yeah. potentially there's something here, yeah. you know and yeah. I show him some numbers and he goes well You know, I could set out this budget for you, and you know, this is Mm. this could actually work. But Mm. that was like a three-year process of like building up to that. It didn't take like you know a week of me trying to like force, like twist my dad's arm. Yeah. But I finished one year of uni, and I I uh, I think out of it was eight papers, I passed two of them, yeah, and failed six, and. It was like an average failure rate of like 45%. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I failed because mm-hmm. if I'd passed, I would have been like, Dad, I passed. And you'd be like, All right, you've got to work harder for next year. Yeah. Oh my crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so glad I failed so that I could get out of there. And then I went and did one year of uh, being an intern at Life Church. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like a really amazing moment mm. for me to. Not just like study the Bible, mm-hmm. because that's cool, but mm-hmm. any, you know anyone can do that. But I, um, I went into an environment. I went to a work environment and were and essentially worked for free under mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. and gained so much life skills throughout mm-hmm. that whole year. Yeah, and I feel that's you know touching on what you were saying before, how like oh, you know this all this stuff at 24. But I feel like I really had this like pressure cooker moment year uh, when I was like 19 to actually uh, get in a position of uh, trying to, you know, like gaining more years on mm-hmm. my life and actually learning skills mm-hmm. and actually, you know, this is, mm. you know, you should reply to an email when it comes in yeah and and you should also, you know, have like a to-do list and not mm-hmm. forget stuff. and mm-hmm. And so I went through a lot of like, uh, stretching moments in that year yeah. that i feel are benefiting me are benefiting mm. me now and uh, right you know mm, in, definitely in this time
0: well it just sounds like you're like a lot of people you work with your hands and you learn on the job and you learn doing um yeah exactly. and that's kind of yeah. where i'm a little bit mixed opinions and emotions with the schooling system because as i said my son he's very much like you and i was like that yeah he's a you know he's irritated he wants to get out he's very inquisitive and curious how things function and you know he wants to do little businesses and this and that and yeah, exactly. i'm like okay i'm actually going to i'm actually going to raise him and treat him differently to how my dad did it cuz my dad you know he was a Croatian immigrant he was all about go to school get education get a nice job Whereas for me, I went to uni, absolutely hated it, and mm-hmm. then I came out, and what I did is completely different to what I studied, and that's also kind of yeah. some of these guys, which you know, yeah. uh, Devon here as well, pulled yeah. him out for that reason because I just saw he's got raw talent, and he's going to learn more on the job, yeah, than totally, in, in, a, in a classroom. Um, but why do you why do you think it is that so many people I'm probably deviating a little bit here, no, but what do you think it is so many people do things to impress their parents, even if they know in their soul it's not the right thing to do?
1: Um, you gotta like, you gotta really work with what you got in your hands and you gotta be smart about it. So I didn't just straight up go out and try and be a DJ and live for free at home and like, show my parents that I didn't care about what they thought. I really believe that, you know, honor your mother and father and he will give you long life. And, you know, I really believe that. So I went out and, you know, after I did this internship, I went and started working for my best mate's dad Mm -hmm. and they run a lawn mowing business as Mm -hmm. groundmen. So I started just, I was like, what can you do? And he said, oh, "I'll give you 17 bucks an hour, and you can come and just mow lawns." And I'm like, "Great! Well, that's going to be me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna work as hard as I can, and um, like you know, earn money to live and survive, and um, and then also have you know my girlfriend, fiance, now wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole that process happened all those three years of um, working there. But I, in a way, I knew that I, I didn't want to just you know, sit on my ass and wait for this DJ life to come mm. to me. I kind of yeah. had to like occupy myself, learn what it was like to really work. And and you know, it was 6 30 AM uh wake ups and, you know, 4 30, 5 p.m. finishes and yeah. I'd get back home and and you know, my managers would be like, hey, can you do this? And I'm like, oh, I'm so freaking yeah. tired from work. Yeah. And then I would <laughs> get bust that out, and then I'd be straight to sleep, yeah. waiting, waiting for the next morning. Yeah. So I mean, I yeah, it was tough.
0: And so important though, right? Because yeah. it's like when you do get in a position where you can do your passion, or in your case, making music full time. Um, I think looking back, looking back in the days where you had to do the grind, you know, laborious work during a day, it kind of makes you really appreciate it again, once again, you know. The mm. same thing for me. I was working in the vineyard all yeah. day. And then um, I had a daughter unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then I had to do bottles, like bottle line at night to get more money. And yeah. then when I came home, I was doing Isle of Ugly till yeah. like three, four in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God,
1: but you got to do it, right? I think in this, in this day and age right now, it's we're in a very like quick pace world. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of people see your success and interpret that as like oh that only took you like 6 months to get there yeah. like you know i could do that yeah. and 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 uh it's like they, they they create this wrong perspective of actually how long things take yeah. and i mean for me, it's it's. If you think about it, it's been building since I was nine years old. When Definitely. I when I when I first had my first drum lesson. Yeah, 100%. It started then, and it's and it's kind of just been a gradual build until I was yeah. like uh, 19 when I had my first opportunity to go to Vancouver and mm-hmm. and play a show uh, with some artists that I looked up to, and then I they flew me back home. I was there for like three days, wow. and. Um, that's a long way to fly for 3 days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. brutal. I know. But I was it. I was like I was like, you know, I was still mowing lawns, you know. I said to my boss, "Look, um I've got an opportunity to go to Vancouver yeah. for a show." And my boss was the flipping man. He was like, "It's amazing. Yeah, you got to do it." Yeah. Like, you know, I'll work around. I'll make sure someone covers your work, you know. Yeah. I'll make sure that you It's amazing. You you know this. And actually yeah. my my boss was my wife's uncle. Oh, so nice. it's like yeah. It's all in the family. It's yeah, crazy. yeah, so, yeah, for sure. No.
0: And speaking of family, um, obviously you're raised uh, Christian, Christian yeah. household. Um, and then, you know, the DJ scene does have a lot of stigma around it. Oh, yeah, stigma around it, like <laughs> drugs, partying, yeah. alcohol, this and that. Yeah. Like, did you, was there a conflict there? And how, like, when you decided this is apart from I'm going, how, we, how were your parents? Were they
1: supportive? Yeah, like how did um, Uh, it all play out I think it was it it was it was great because I had a lot of support especially from my wife my parents my friends around me and uh, I growing up I never was a guy that would go to parties even if it was like school it's like oh we're having a party Uh, I mean I knew that was happening um, not just like in my school but all schools around there would be like there would be parties happening, like, mm-hmm. and I never, now I never was invited, but I never like chose to go as well. Yeah. And it was never a thing. My my free time, I think, was like I was either mountain biking with dad on the mm-hmm. weekends, or um, you know, I was playing music, or yeah. I was writing music, or I was around at a friend's house trying to play on his PS2 or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. So uh, I never had this growing growing up, you know. Like oh we, you know all my friends are you know you know freshly turned eighteen getting mm-hmm. wasted mm-hmm. I never had that so when I first went to the club scene I was pretty like fresh eh? Yeah. and I was, uh, I was like whoa like I can smell that <coughs> these alcohol. people are so happy and um, yeah exactly <laughs> and energetic. why is everyone so loopy and happy and, and always four in the to morning to be my friend <laughs> but <clears throat> and it was this is this is funny how when I was in uni. Um, I I chose to I chose to keep it really low key, not that I knew that I was like a big deal quicks or whatever. I just didn't want to like. I didn't know if I was gonna be there for long, and I mm-hmm. didn't want to create all these crazy friendships, and then like all of a sudden I'm like peace out, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then I'm like trying to still see them or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I kind of just wasn't high and by, mm-hmm. uh, and got a few friends in, in uni. But mm-hmm. I would catch the train to uni every morning. Um, and walk from Brita Mart to Auckland University. And every time I walked there and back, I would smell people smoking. Mm. Like this is what happens. And I would hate it so much. Mm. I hated the smell of smoke. I just got so angry. Like if someone was smoking around me, I would almost just want to like slap it out of their face. I'm just yeah. like, get it away from me. Like I've never smoked in my life. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, and none of my family has. Then I get into the club scene and I'm like excited to, you know, say I'm like DJing that night and I'm I'm, like opening for like another artist or I'm just like trying to have like a fun resident night and I'm like doing a show Mm -hmm. at 1885 or something like that. And I walk past in the smokers area and everyone's smoking. And my tune changed as I was like, actually like, the smell of smoke now reminds me of the club mm-hmm. and it is now this like oh exciting mm. it's gonna be cool it's, it's gonna be loud music gonna be cool music fun music mm. and the smell of smoke now reminds me of <laughs> the club so it's funny how like my senses changed to like mm. you know as i stepped into that definitely and also the whole like yeah but back to like the alcohol and drugs thing but it's yeah i never was like introduced to it in a in a negative way Mm -hmm. it was always like my parents kind of brought me up in a in a way where they were never drunk um Mm -hmm. they they would have alcohol but it was never they always were limited and they were like never going too far so uh i knew what it was but I also knew my standards Mm -hmm. and my limits so they really Mm -hmm. kind of gave me
0: well so do you think? Do you think like your faith has attributed to your success? Yeah, hundred
1: percent. Yeah, and why is that? I I just I just know that God was preparing a way for me from mm-hmm. the very beginning. Yeah, and it's weird to see, and it, awesome to see how like from the very start of my music career, I knew God was preparing the time that I am like in right now, mm-hmm. like, right at this moment in this interview. Like yeah. he's preparing, he's prepared the time and over the the two shows that i just did in mm-hmm. auckland and wellington for homegrown like those two shows were preparation for the next two years mm-hmm. or, or like in two years time i'll have yeah. something and i would have been prepared by this so yeah i feel like yeah definitely you know you know uh you know having my faith and uh you know knowing god as my savior and and i believe in him and and has been such a blessing in, in just knowing that I've got this uh, amazing uh, dad in the sky that's mm-hmm. got my back mm-hmm. and especially having uh, an amazing wife that supports mm-hmm. me and is in the same mindset and family backing me mm-hmm. and so many of my friends that back me in that way yeah. with the same faith is like, uh, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. Knowing that I have like people praying for me while I'm mm-hmm. in in America, you know, Keep him safe. Keep him grounded. Keep him yeah. humble. Keep him, you know. Yeah. And it's and it's incredible to know yeah. the support that I have around me and from above, yeah. which awesome. is great.
0: So what about the naysayers, the the ones that are trying to attack that? Mm. Do you just yeah. can-
1: cancel them out. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, if if someone does like want to, I've never had someone come up to me and be like. Should, no, you shouldn't do that. Well, a lot know. of them kind of do it on the internet now, right? True. the yeah. uh, internet's a great place for people to troll you, to troll, but also to know that they don't have to be accountable to mm. th- their thing because it's you know it's not an alias, but it's like a, you know people feel f- feel free to say whatever the hell they want Mm. on the internet Mm. but and i've learned that over the years you know not Mm. to really take so much offense from what people say on the internet definitely it's 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 just it's just uh it's mindless thoughts there's some you know i i would i would put out a song and i'd have a hundred comments on it and one comment at the very bottom would be like Trash, bro. Seriously, yeah. you should you should give up. Yeah. Like that one comment would ruin me. Yeah. Apart from the ninety nine, dude, this is amazing. This is sick. I love this fire yeah. lit. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Uh, and that one comment would ruin me. Yeah. And I had to really like learn that some kid just probably was tired and 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 stressed and just wanted me to put a song out that he liked yeah and he was annoyed and he only and he wrote trash lol you should like give up and and sent it and probably hasn't thought about it that whole day yeah and i'm like yeah and he probably doesn't
0: even realize that you'll read it and it would actually impact you in that way anyway
1: yeah true a lot of a lot like knowing that i've you know i've been from the side of uh you know, I could say what I want on the internet mm-hmm. to now, like, I actually understand what an artist feels like when, mm-hmm. that, when they get those comments. Oh, but definitely. Well, especially if you have yeah. 99
0: negative comments and only one positive. That's, that would that's be a tough. problem. Yeah, that would be really you need tough. to go back and rethink yeah, yeah, what you're yeah, yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. Because maybe maybe there's a common friend there. <laughs> if but the, if you're only
1: getting one, you're yeah, doing something pretty good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you know you're getting one bad comment, you know that, you know, he had to, like, literally click. The comment thing, right? Definitely. And press enter. And he probably listened to it. Yeah. Oh, he obviously did listen he to it. So, did. Yeah. So I know that I'm, uh, I'm getting that uh, engagement mm-hmm. and whatnot, but it's you don't you just don't let those little ones get you down because mm. you know like i need to sometimes always like you know talk to my wife like oh i feel so bad like nothing nothing i've been writing in the last week is working and then yeah. she's like no you're you're, you're doing great there's so many artists behind mm. you supporting you and um mm. wives are amazing like that oh man yeah.
0: i flipping wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. here without her oh definitely yeah it's like yeah it's all you know, there's so much, um so much behind the scenes what people don't see, yeah, and it's just beating yourself up and then, you know, am I good? Do I have the skills? Was I a five five-hit wonder or whatever? Yeah, exactly. You know, all that jazz. Like we you know, for us we you know, our business is we have to do successful products in order to mm. pay the bills and for everyone to pay the you know, the wages and whatnot. And I have yeah. times as well and it's just like, yeah, you, know, you have to lean on those closest to you, your wife, and then just cancel out all the yeah. all the, yeah, the, negative, the negative, negative trolls. But um, yeah. how, like for success, what, what percentage of it do you think is talent? And then what percentage of it do you think is the actual psychology faith people around you? Because obviously you can have the most, you probably know some insanely talented people and for some weird reason, mm. they just haven't amounted to anything. Yep. Like what's your, what's your
1: thoughts on that? I believe that if you have talent, it will be recognized in one way or another yeah it's just time mm-hmm. um, and it sucks because you got to learn patience hmm and patience is tough and you think a lot of people quit to actually get to reach that time yeah and yeah. and to shorten that time a lot of people sell their morals or sell mm. their integrity to mm. get to that it's a that really moment, good bus yeah. which is it's it's <clears throat> something that I knew that I and couldn't do Mm -hmm. i need to make made sure that i didn't you know sell any of my integrity just to get to that one stage because i feel like if 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 you want to reach here you're here right now you want to reach here and and you just like go okay i know that i don't drink but in order to get to the promoters and make them like me i probably have to get drunk with them so i reckon if i if i if i shorten that time I reckon this bar definitely just drops straight hmm. away and it's harder for it to rise up interesting but when yeah es- essentially you have you have this moment uh, you have you have this stage and the stage and yeah. if you i feel like if you compromise to get quicker and not wait and be yeah. patient yeah then this where you want to be yeah. actually drops and yeah. you uh and it's harder for that to even increase mm. in the long run mm. because of what you've done and you need a bit, yeah patience is a virtue and it mm. sucks and mm. it's it's tough and i know some of my artist friends in the states and even here that have been super patient and waited and 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 they see the fruit of their investment
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's incredible to see and it makes me like understand that so like <clears throat> with the Auckland show and the homegrown show we i was able to work with a vj and an ld mm-hmm. and we actually time coded a whole intro and that was an amazing moment for mm-hmm. me, and mm-hmm. I knew that me two years ago would have wanted that, but mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't have that because, you know, I didn't have so much money to pay mm. for the, you know, for the LD to come or the mm-hmm. VJ to be there or like, you mm-hmm. know, my fee was equaling their fee, so yeah. it just wouldn't have worked and yeah. all that jazz. So Definitely. I knew that there was a time and a place for everything, and to. Yeah. And now, you know, wait, the next thing for me is like, oh, I want to make sure I like have all my show like pre-programmed and so that we perform this amazing live show. Mm -hmm. And I know I can't actually have that right at the moment, Mm -hmm. but I know in a year, Mm. I think it might be you know, it might the time might come where I, mm. where that opportunity arises and I yeah. can have that. So yeah. It's a time and a place and patience sucks. Mm. But it's nah, that it it pays it's, off so hard. It's sound you know? advice, concrete
0: advice. I'm a hundred percent agree with you as well. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of my core philosophies as well. It's just do you know do the hard work, um be patient. Just try to be one percent better in every area of your life, in yeah. the business, every day and that's gonna compound. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, you will be blessed and yeah. you know you'll you'll uh yeah know, will pay its
1: dividends it's amazing to see as well man yeah you know, i i can't believe two years ago three years ago if i you know myself telling my old self saying you know you're going to be touring america and playing these insane like like uh, festivals and shows i just would have been like Ugh. i mean yeah that thanks but like i don't see that i'm mm. i'm trying to mow my lawns right now dude yeah, like yeah, what's happening yeah. <laughs> you know
0: and then you've got you know, people like Diplo, whacking their stamp of approval on your music,
1: and it just rocket launches it to the next I level. I think. I mean, Diplo has been great. I have so many like guys like Alice in Wonderland, R. L. Grime, whatso yeah. not. Uh, I even when Skrillex was around here, I got to do a back to back with him, yeah. and he's been supporting my music. And um, Diplo was one of the. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if like this was actually him, but it was uh, back in the day when SoundCloud was popping uh diplo had a side account called diplo approved Mm -hmm. and i went on a ski trip with my dad when i was 18 or like just started uni Mm -hmm. and we went or maybe it was the end of my last year of school and it was like a well done you like smashed school and now you're into uni let's go down for a ski trip and have fun yeah and during that trip the diplo approved account reposted yeah. one of my songs mm-hmm. and actually got me my first thousand plays on soundcloud well, yeah that was a big milestone for me mm-hmm. so i mean i don't know if it was an actual if it was actually wes himself clicking reposts or mm-hmm. if it was one of his team mm-hmm. but definitely like his side of things helped me a lot and also like his label mad decent has released a lot of songs for uh of mine oh, wow. and, and supported me in that way yeah. so I, I had to give it to them for yeah, like yeah. The, the early days and supporting, and they've not only just done that for me, but so many other artists yeah. they've supported in their early days, and that's yeah. why Mad Decent kind of has that like that like really strong platform of like bringing up the, the yeah. first generation of like yeah. those big DJs. That's yeah. amazing,
0: man. And then now, so now you're living in LA. Yeah,
1: yeah. we're posted in LA right now, just uh, during the touring season, mm-hmm. because. It's not doable to jump from LA, uh, New Zealand to LA uh, and tour, and then I oh yeah, fly back home, hmm. and then fly back for more shows. It just makes sense to be posted in LA. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It seems like a lot of Kiwis over there at the moment as well. Yeah, and just like a bit of a vibe. It's interesting. Something like I just learned that the Broods live over there. Oh, true. Yeah. So I. I mean, I'd love to make a track with them. Yeah, yeah. That'd be so sick. Do, do you know those guys?
0: No, I don't. Oh, yeah. They wear um, yeah, a bit of ILU, so we could probably do the intro if you want.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, That'd yeah. be sick. Um, they're, they've they got an insane sound, and even if it like wasn't some raging banger that yeah. i love to make, it would be an amazing collaboration with them, yeah. and we could make something cool. Yeah, which is what we said, you know
0: when you switch it up something will bloom into fruition yeah. that you haven't expected. exactly exactly and then you know just uh because i know you got you got something else so we'll wrap it up pretty pretty yeah, quickly no but you know for those that are, you know that are a little lost or you know do have a bit of skills and something whether it be music or <coughs> art or um you know a business idea or whatever yep. and then um they haven't quite found exactly you know what it is they want to do like what advice would you give it to those people um, or even for those that don't haven't figured out what they're good at, and uh, they want to find that passion, all that thing. What advice would you give those to those people?
1: Yeah. So for me, I had no idea what I wanted to do at uni. Yeah. And I chose business just based on what Dad did. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I kind of walked into uni kind of going off someone else's mm-hmm. love and you know appreciation for something. So. Uh, you know, all throughout schooling, I was like, I don't want to do be a doctor. I don't want to be a scientist. I don't want to try to be an engineer or, or someone. You know, and I just thought like, oh, if dad's like gonna, dad's making bank with being a dope businessman, I should just try and, you know, if mm. anything, like jump into the whole accounting side mm-hmm. or be a businessman. And it, uh, so I, I didn't go in with a passion or a love, and that's why I know. Mm. I think why I failed. Mm. So establishing what you love to do, even if it doesn't make sense as a job that will earn you money, mm-hmm. doing something that you just absolutely love to do, even if it's like, oh, I I love giving food to the homeless, mm. like that, that, that refreshes me, that makes me happy and I want to, essentially make uh you know people feel loved mm. you know you ta- you take that and you go like okay how do i uh how could i like turn this into something bigger mm. than than just an idea in mm. a way um oh, wait what was what yeah was the question nah, that's, again? i reckon
0: you nailed it yeah i feel definitely. like i had
1: more can you just read the question to me one more oh, time?
0: it was just for people that um haven't quite found their passion uh, or they're feeling a little lost,
1: what's some advice that you could give them? Just, yeah, I, the other thing was like, I just, I think it's always great to just be smart and have balance in your life, yeah. you know? Don't drop everything for something that you love and go, yeah, for oh, sure. you know, I, my, my parents gave me an allowance of this amount of money and uh, I'm gonna use that now as like a huge investment to just yeah. put all my eggs in one basket yeah. and fully just, uh, bet on that one thing Yeah. like I mean I could have done that with the DJing thing and maybe I, I could have been here maybe a year earlier mm-hmm. but I didn't know that and it mm-hmm. was a huge risk in what I I think it's important to have risk but it's also to good to have balance and security yeah 100% so, um, you know I went and worked and mowed lawns for three years because I knew that that was like a base level income yeah. for me so that I could be comfortable happy you know buy a few things that i like yeah and uh and also feel comfortable with my music because if i'm not i guess if i'm not comfortable in my creative space in my mm-hmm. head then i'm not going to make anything that's cool or mm. anything that anyone likes yeah hundred percent. so if i'm if i'm sound in my in my head with uh my uh my creative outlet then it means that you know my my whole uh creative outflow outlet is going to be killing it's going to be great but Mm. if i'm not like that then like there's no point in me trying to Mm. get into it just like and that's another reason why like it's hard to make songs while i'm on tour Mm. because touring is so taxing on your body Mm -hmm. and you are tired about 90 percent of the time Mm -hmm. and you just uh and and it's so hard to work Mm. so Mm. yeah having balance and having security but also making sure there's you know you're 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 smart about things you know i made i remember making a remix for a couple of artists and and i and they were my favorite artists ever mm-hmm. and I knew that I wouldn't you know i i knew that if i if I made something that was good enough it would be able to like maybe pop off the internet a bit and they would see it mm-hmm. and uh and it worked mm-hmm. and I made this remix for Mr. Carmack and Stuckey Sound called Uppers. And my intention, literally my intention for that, was to make a good remix, but also make sure they see it mm-hmm. and that they become Quicks fans. Mm. And Mr. Carmack, one of my all-time favourite people in the world, mm-hmm. uh, and I've met him a couple times mm-hmm. and got to share with him, like, you know, how much I'm a fan. Yep. Fanboy, the first time I met him, I was just <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> yeah. And... uh yeah, now like Mr. Carmack plays that track out in every live set
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in, uh, I played a LA show last year and Stuckey Sound, the other artists of that track, mm-hmm. Stuckey Sound were supporting me on that mm-hmm. date mm-hmm. and to just think that, you know, I would have always imagined me supporting Stuckey Sound but they she yeah. supported me on wow. that date which is yeah. mind-blowing and they're the most nicest guys yeah. they were so supportive and they're just like, encouraging me so much and yeah i couldn't believe it so Damn. sounds like uh
0: like an industry where everyone is quite quite supportive and yeah they want to kind of lift the other guy
1: yeah that's good well that, maybe
0: it's just you and that's your outlook on it
1: yeah i don't know i there's some there's some great people in the tree sometimes there's some not great people but yeah. that's always going to happen in each industry that's life, unfortunately. That's life but yeah. um you know you, st- you have the good people to stick around mm-hmm. and um yeah Definitely. Um,
0: just to kind of like wrap it up, I just wanna ask you a few kind of more personal questions. Mm. Um, but, so do you do, do you do anything in the way of personal development? Like reading books, audio books or anything like
1: that? Or is it mainly just like your faith or what's... Um... Definitely my faith. Uh, I've also started exercising a lot. Cool. I lost about 10 kgs wow. in the first like, well since January this year. Yeah. I did um, this festival called Holy Ship. Yeah. And it's a cruise ship that goes for four <clears> days, <throat> and it's 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 a lot. I don't recommend. Uh, if you don't like house music, you yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't go on it because yeah. every single meal I ate was just like eating my meals. Just <laughs> oh man, it was a lot fun, so yeah. much fun, beautiful. Yeah, but um, I was I was like hovering around like. 114, one 115, wow. and on cruise ships, there's uh, those cheeky little buffets that yeah. are 24 seven. So <laughs> it's brutal. So after that, I, I kind of looked at myself and like, mate, I need to like kind of sort it out. And I just started running. Yeah, wow. And, and now, I don't know, I don't know, like now I'm like around 104, which is really encouraging for me because i've never dropped weight like that it's yeah. always just been this gradual incline yeah and now it's a gradual decline yeah and, and it's terrific but i know that for my you know mental health and my and what i what i you know what i think is good in in terms of yeah my health is like helping me a lot with uh yeah pushing me along mm. the way and making God. sure i can yeah. be who i am and and play on stage and feel good about myself and about my body and like yeah. You know, uh, the food in America is not as great as yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. And uh, I just got to make sure that I'm beating that system every day and yeah. making sure. Yeah, 100%. You know, I'm yeah. not only just, and this is in general sense, like making sure that what I put in my body yeah. is uh, is good fuel. Definitely. So that I can output something good. Definitely. Well, yeah. it's amazing,
0: eh? Just ex- exercise, the endorphins and the emotions. Yes. And the clarity, which just is you know, naturally within you. Whereas, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. They think you have to get it all in a pill, but we've actually got the best pharmacy within us. Yeah. But I know just to wrap it up real quickly, man. Yeah, man. Once again, really appreciate this, is um, what would you say to like, you know, your 15 year old self or even any old, any 15 year old that was like you were say, nine, 10 years ago, wanting to do what you are, what you're, what you're doing, what you've done. Yep. What would you say to them? Just to kind of like fast track it, make them avoid mistakes mm. like what's them like in, in a couple of minutes what would be the best advice you'd give that kid
1: yeah like definitely just be like dude it's gonna take a while and patience is key like really be patient and probably start learning uh like i feel you know like production hasn't my production the production skills to make a good song haven't like changed in the last like 10 years like mm-hmm. it's there's still like a a formula to make something sound good so I would have said to myself like be proactive and actually learn uh, how to make something sound better than what it is and be yeah be proactive in uh, gaining knowledge and skills that way instead of just waiting for it to kind of like st- you you to stumble upon it in yeah a way. yeah um and just make sure uh you don't drink all those energy drinks in yeah. in your teenage years because that wrecked me <laughs> yeah that's yeah, yeah. nah, great advice and how, how can people find you like your music, uh, your, your social? Yeah, so on Twitter, it's just Quix. Uh, on Instagram, how, it's how do you spell the, it? Q-U-I-X. Cool. for the audience, yeah. Yeah, and on uh, Instagram, it's quicks Official, one word. Cool. And on Facebook, I think it's Official Quicks. And, uh, and then, yeah, hit me on my DMs if you want to ask questions. Yeah, and, uh, awesome. I try to get back to as many people as possible. I'm really bad at, you know, if someone sends me a song to listen to, it's a little tough to always yeah, just for sure. crank that out, but totally. if it's if it's just like a simple one one sentence question, I'm normally happy to respond sure, to people man. like that. Nah, it's
0: amazing, bro. Well, yeah, once again, really appreciate you coming by. I know you're a busy man, nah, man busy schedule. I think, yeah, I personally got a lot of golden nuggets from this. I know our audience will as well. Yeah, so. man, me so, too.
1: Even me talking about this goes oh yeah like <laughs> yeah should yeah really just like meditate on that a bit maybe yeah and, like yeah so yeah, for sure awesome bro appreciate it
0: man thank you everybody for listening if you enjoyed this episode and found any type of value please subscribe to our podcast share with your friends and give us a five-star review on itunes to be in the drawer to win a 200 dollars i love ugly gift voucher we will be drawing a winner monthly good luck and see you on the next episode